You're listening to the Drive Forward Podcast. We're cruising through the latest in transportation to inspire a better tomorrow. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Drive Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jankowski. Today, we're chatting with Kevin Burke, Illinois Asphalt Paving Association's Executive Vice President. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We're really excited to have you here. Let's go ahead and jump on in. Maybe tell me a little bit about your role at Illinois Asphalt Paving Association. Emily, thank you very much for having me. So the Illinois Asphalt Pavement Association is a trade association, and we represent statewide the heavy highway contractors that produce and lay the asphalt pavements across the the state. Um, As the executive vice president, I really have, you know, several roles, both on on the administrative side and then the technical side as well. So on the administrative side, it's just, you know, running the association, making sure the finances are in shape, making sure members are are kept aware of of changes that are going on. I'm working with the board, working with my executive committee. On the technical side, it's, it's really working closely with the Illinois Department of Transportation, the Illinois Tollway, other partners, um, local agencies, private entities, as well as universities like the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and the Illinois Center for Transportation. Perfect. Well, you know, for our listeners who maybe aren't wearing a hard hat every day, can you share maybe some of the benefits of asphalt and its impact on our daily commutes as well as how it kind of reduces that taxpayer dollar? Most motorists don't really know what type of pavement they are, are, are riding on besides what they see on top. And fortunately, most highways in, in Illinois and in the nation are actually surfaced with hot mix asphalt pavement. But underneath there, there can be a lot of different items. It could be an aggregate base, it could be a stabilized soil, it could be concrete, both reinforced, unreinforced, jointed, unjointed. It could also be more asphalt pavement. So when we start talking about pavement, there's really two main categories, rigid, which is is primarily concrete, and then you have flexible, which is primarily hot mix asphalt pavement. When you hear a composite pavement, that's generally you have concrete on the on the bottom and then it has a asphalt surface. Um, that can either be constructed new that way, or it could be something that asphalt was added after the concrete pavement was down. So asphalt's been around for decades, um, and it's been used as a, as, a, as a paving material for quite some time. The real benefits of, of asphalt pavements are is that it provides a real good, smooth riding surface, and it's also not as noisy as some other pavements. So so those are the, the main benefits to the, the motoring public is the fact that you do get that smooth ride, you get the quiet ride. As far as benefits to the agencies that use it, it's very easy to construct. Um, As far as speed of construction, there is no cure time. We're able to put the asphalt pavement down um, within hours. We can actually have cars and open it up to traffic. In addition, it's a very sustainable resource. So when we, it is time to rehab or, or do some work on that road, we can mill the material up. That material is then taken back to the plant and we're able to reuse it into new mix that's going down. So it is actually the most, asphalt pavement is the most recycled material um, in the United States. And just because we're able to reuse that, it becomes a variable, very sustainable um, resource. In addition to that, when we start talking about the components of asphalt, it's really, again, two main components. You have the, the asphalt binder, 
which is the black, hot, sticky stuff that, that will actually bind the aggregate or the rock together. So those are the two main components. Rock is obviously a natural resource. Um, we are able to, by reusing the recycled asphalt pavement, we're able to save on some of, uh, not use all virgin material. We're able to save the environmental impact of, of the, the aggregate processing and, and mining. Um, by using the recycled material. But when you think about the asphalt binder, historically asphalt binder was what was left over after making gasoline and other oil for, for other industries. So really the history of asphalt is, is as a sustainable source really has always been there because it was a waste product that would cost a lot more to get rid of if they weren't able to use it in the roads. As we move forward and technology's improved and the refineries have gotten better at extracting material from the oil that they get out of the ground, Asphalt binder has really become more of a commodity, and now it's no longer a waste product. It is a, a commodity just like any other product from oil. If they use the asphalt for other purposes, they're going to have to do further refining and the process called coking, which is actually much more energy dependent and, and less environmentally friendly than using it in the road. Sustainability is another huge benefit of asphalt pavement. We have pavements out there that perform very well and can last per indefinitely. We call them perpetual pavements. So the, the concept of perpetual pavements is once we put down a pavement, the structure is there forever. And every 15 to 20 years, we'll come back and we will mill off the top one inch, two inch of the pavement, put another inch or two back down. And that's the only thing we're going to have to do to that pavement to keep it in good serviceable condition for the taxpayers. Absolutely. Well, you certainly touched on sustainability, and that's something I'm hoping to, to hit on as well. You know, as someone who works with both industry and government, how do you see, you know, sustainability being really at the forefront of transportation and, you know, with pavement really, especially right now? Any governmental agency or any industry is, is always looking at, at how, how they can be more sustainable. And to be sustainable, it, there's ways to do it in such a way that it, it doesn't actually impact the performance. It might even improve the performance of the material. And pavements, I think, is no different. We're looking at a lot of different things um, and in order to make sure that as we are able to increase the amount of recycled material that goes into our pavements, we're getting equal or better performance. So really, it's, it's a win-win situation because not only are we able to increase the potential performance of the pavement, which will improve the life cycle cost of it. But in a lot of cases with the re recycled material and technologies, we're able to reduce the cost. So again, that's also a positive for that life cycle cost of the asphalt pavements and the flexible pavements in Illinois and across, across the country. Sure. Well, you mentioned earlier, you know, p industries are getting creative and using different materials to build our roadways. What do you think, I guess, are some of the leading asphalt industry innovations happening today? And how do you foresee those new concepts changing the game for industry, government, and taxpayers alike? One of the big things going on in, in the industry is performance testing. Illinois DOT, as well as the Illinois Center for Transportation, have been very involved in this for the past several years. There's a lot of different research going on. On. But the concept is basically is we want to measure and set material based on the performance of it. And so we're looking at a concept called balance mix design. And so what we're looking on the balance mix design is we want to make sure the pavement doesn't crack. And we also want to make sure the pavement doesn't rut. And you have to find that balance. And, and as a general rule is as you make your pavement less susceptible to cracking, you are increasing the potential for rutting. Likewise, if you make your pavement less susceptible to rutting, you are potentially increasing the chances of cracking. 
So with, with modern technology, as far as using additives and modifiers, we're able to expand that range of being able to make pavement that, that does not crack and it does not rut. Um, we're also seeing a lot more use of what we call stone matrix asphalt in, in Illinois. So SMA for short is, is it's, it's still made of rock. It's still made of asphalt binder, but we have a lot higher percentage of asphalt binder. And we're able to do that because of the void structure we're, we're actually able to build to allow more asphalt to be put into the mix. So asphalt generally gives you your durability or your crack resistance and your, your aggregate skeleton as a general rule is what really is going to prevent your rutting. So by combining those two things, we're able to, to provide a much better pavement that is, is going to expand that balance uh, between cracking and rutting. Again, there, there's other technologies out there that we're looking at, whether it be, you know, that right now the probably the leading topic coming in is can we use um, recycled plastics as a replacement for historically what was a, a chemical um, modifier for the asphalt binder. Right now, we don't know where it's going to go, but again, that's something that DOT's been looking at um, as well as industry. Um, researchers have already started investigating that. So that'll be a, a topic that's coming up here in the next in the next several years is how is plastics and if it is able to be used you know, to, to improve the performance and, and life cycle cost of asphalt pavements. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure that's a material that's in great excess that could certainly be put to good use. I know you touched on this a little bit, you know, here at Illinois Center for Transportation, we have a great many University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign students doing a lot of research for us in terms of payment materials and helping assist government agencies. How do you think, the, well, how do you, I guess, see the importance of student researchers making advancements in the transportation industry and ultimately impacting the public? As an industry and as an association, we are very supportive of making sure that we have a group of engineers and technicians coming up through the colleges and university systems to to make sure that, that they're there to fill the, our workforce and to make our industry better. So we actively support that effort through several several areas. One, we are very active with the Illinois Center for Transportation on several of the technical advisory groups that kind of recommend research topics for, for researchers to look at. We, again, also work closely on individual projects when they, when they are asphalt or pavement related, whether it be smoothness of pavements, we just finished cracking tests. We were involved in sitting on those research panels, performance testing. But more importantly, one thing that the association does is we have an annual scholarship program. University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign is one of the universities where we will give scholarships to students to encourage their research and investigation of asphalt pavements. And that's something we do every year. We coordinate through the university. We do it not only at U of I at Urbana-Champaign, but we also have the program at the University of Illinois at Chicago, Bradley University in Peoria, Southern Illinois at Edwardsville, Southern Illinois at Carbondale, and then also Lakeland College um, in Mattoon. So we partner with those universities to, to give the students an opportunity to learn about asphalt. Um, but then also to help them complete their education in order to come into our industry. And like I said, is to make our, our industry better because we understand the importance of having good quality staff and people in our industry. That's awesome. Well, you know, I think my last question for you, Kevin, is what do you hope your legacy is at Illinois Asphalt Paving Association? And how do you hope your efforts there will benefit the public? 
I've been with the Asphalt Pavement Association now for seven years. Prior to that, I was with the Illinois Department of Transportation for 20 years. I think what is great about the Illinois industry is that we have so many members and contractors that are still family-owned and operated. We have 52 um, companies, um, members in, in Asphalt, and they are family-owned and operated. So they are committed to their companies. Uh, but more importantly, they're committed to their community, they're committed to their employees. And I think being able to build upon that and making sure that my career here, I'm able to foster that and to keep that local contacts um, within the company and make us better um, and make our product last longer and really provide a service to the taxpayers, the traveling public, and to everybody in Illinois. Our industry, like I said, not only through the scholarships, but Individual member companies are also very generous to the community. Um, they, you know, they give back, and whether it be through charity, whether it be through hosting events and, and doing things for for the local communities. And I think that's what's great about our industry: the fact that you know they are invested in the in the areas that they they work and live. They they want to make make Illinois a better place to live for everyone. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, that's all I had for today. Thank you so much for your willingness to be a guest on the podcast and listeners. Thank you for staying tuned in. The Drive Forward Podcast is a production of Illinois Center for Transportation, a research center of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We invite you to subscribe to the Drive Forward Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And while you're there, feel free to like or rate us. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation rolling by using the hashtag DriveForward.